Who were the best value signings of free agency? We're offering our top five today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are here for you daily to talk team building across the NFL on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Joseph, happy Tuesday to you. It's Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. We are six days into the formal open of the league calendar year, which was to which maybe we should have just waited the extra day and done this tomorrow. But I'm I'm very surprised by some of the markets that we have seen through the first week of free agency. And that's why we're going to commit some time today talking about who we thought the best value signings were to this point and stage. Yep, I'm excited for it. We've each got our top five that we're going to disclose here. I have no idea what Kyle's list is. He doesn't know mine, so we'll see if there's any overlap. Um, but it wasn't hard for me to like get it narrowed down. I went through every single signing that happened, and I got it down to 17. And then from 17, I got it down to five, my top five here. Mr. Overachiever, I have 10. I thought I'd do good with 10, and in the pre-show, Joe said – I can do as many as as many as twelve. I said, okay, well, hopefully we have a bunch of overlap here, so we don't have to exhaust all of your honorable mentions. But uh, I will say, I will openly acknowledge my number one fear is that I forgot someone or I missed oh, someone. Yeah, that's the worst. Well, let's hope that's right. not the case. And, and surely within my seventeen that I'm ready for. Well, you've, uh, you've set yourself up to get all of the tweets, all of the YouTube replies. You can find locked on NFL scouting with the dudes on YouTube, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. So if we missed anyone, just please know, Joe was the one with the list of 17 names. <laughs> and that would be the more egregious oversight than me missing on 10. Shall we? Let's do it. Number five? Number five. Who's, you want rock, paper, scissors for it? Yeah, let's do rock, paper, okay. scissors. Let me see your hands. Okay. Well, let me see. All right. Well, they're right. here. They're, yeah. Rock. One. Paper, Paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. All right, you I, did it first. Right, go ahead. I go in first. Congratulations. It was for those not watching on YouTube. I I, I, I shot, shot scissors, scissors or I shot paper. I'm yeah. an idiot. Yeah. All right, coming in at number five for me is running back Deonta Foreman. One year, three million dollar deal with the Chicago Bears. Kyle, I like Deonta Foreman. Love the job he did filling in for Derrick Henry in 2021 with the Tennessee Titans. Love the job he did last year, filling in for Christian McCaffrey with the Carolina Panthers. This guy really came in, and from a rushing perspective, neither team, the Titans or the Panthers, without Henry and without McCaffrey, really missed a beat. This guy came in and played extremely well, provided a physical presence. He's only 26 years old. I know that he feels like an older player because there was this distance between watching him at Texas and the injuries early on in his career, but... Over the last two seasons, he has really reinvigorated me as a fan of Deonta Foreman. And for him to go to Chicago, he's now a veteran player in this league, which is something the Bears need on offense. They let David Montgomery go. And I'm not sure I wouldn't rather have Foreman. And they get him for one year, $3 million. I love that deal. Top five for me. You said it, not me. 
Now, Dante Foreman's not on my list. Um, very surprised that you, the non-running back value guy, would put a running back at number five on your list. Um, I love Dante Foreman coming out of Texas. And I would probably be inclined to agree with you, especially when you factor in the, the uh, financial implications. Give me Dante Foreman over David Montgomery. Like quite, I don't say quite easily, but that's pretty cut and dry for me. For the deal, for the value? Right. Mm, right. I'm in. Uh, number five for me is an offensive tackle. And it's a player that almost got four times as much as Dante Foreman got. <laughs> it's still a value. Kayla McGarry, offensive tackle Atlanta Falcons at 11 and a half annual average per season. Uh, his cap hit in year one is $5 million. So, I mean, Atlanta very easily getting him on the books and, and that does scale uh, across the three seasons that he is under contract. But with his play, you compare his play this past season to Juwan Taylor, who got $20 million per season, to Mike McGlinch, who got $17.5 million per season. McGarry was really good last year in Atlanta system, and it took him a while to kind of get his footing underneath of him as a former first-round pick in the NFL. But I certainly think that this offensive system with Arthur Smith has, has positioned him well. And I think that what that's what makes me love the value even more because you don't have to project him into a new scheme. You know exactly what you're getting based off of last year's performance and to get that quality of performance for less than $12 million per as a starting offensive tackle in the NFL uh, is really, really good value. So that's number five for me. Physically gifted player, ascending young talent that you picked in the first round for that deal. Absolutely a good call by you there. And I love the point that you made there about him returning in the same system. There's no projection. This isn't him going to a different team with a different locker room and scheme and players around him, you know the player that is returning for you. And I think now that we've seen it play out a little bit, that first round of Lindstrom and McGarry for Atlanta, for them to now both be signing second contracts with the team. Pillar pieces. For a different general manager that drafted them, right? Like I think that says a lot about those two players and, and how they've become pillars for that offensive unit. Number four for me, Kyle is a safety, and man, I could have picked three different safeties, but the one that I'm going with is Jimmy Ward signing a two-year, $13 million deal with the Houston Texans. I love this deal for so many reasons. First of all, Jimmy Ward's Ward's a really good football player, an impact starter, and you're getting him for less than $10 million a season. And in fact, what is that, six and a half? I mean, that's a really good value to me. Um, and I consider D'Amico Ryans going to this Houston Texans organization, first-year head coach, Obviously, the familiarity with Jimmy Ward from their time together in San Francisco, I think that's going to be big for him. I think as a, a first-year coach, one of the most important things that you need to get is buy-in, right? And guys that can connect your message to the locker room, and who better to do that than Jimmy Ward? And I think he'll be an asset for that piece of this rebuild that's happening with Houston, but also thinking about Jalen Petrie as a young player for Houston and uh, being able to learn from a guy like Jimmy Ward and tapping into both of their versatility that they offer in that secondary. I think this in so many ways is a really good move for the Houston Texans that needs these types of players and can really help set that foundation for what's to come under D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. I mean, you, you think about the value of interchangeability at safety, huge to not tip formational strength or, you know, not have one guy who you know is going to buzz versus 
another guy who's going to push to the middle of the field. The, the fact that both of those guys can fulfill a number of different roles, I, I think, gives D'Amico a lot of fun upside in that secondary, and then obviously with Derek Stingley Jr. as well. So excited to see how that chemistry experiment in, in Houston, who's been busy signing yeah. David Singletary and Dalton Schultz and uh, trading for Shaq Mason on the offensive line and trading away Brandon Cooks. Like, they, I mean, they, they've been – this is no longer the one-year contract island of misfit toys uh, strategy for the Houston Texans, which they had implemented in each of the last two years. You certainly feel like they're they feel good about having a direction that they want to go for right now. Yeah, starting to look like a football team. Right. We don't right. I don't think for the third year in a row we're gonna sit there and say the Houston Texans look like an expansion right. roster. Sat right? here and treaded treaded water for three coming years. together. Right. Um so my number four is another offensive tackle who you don't have to project into a new scheme who plays on the right side of the offensive line. Andrew Wiley signing eight million was the annual average was the starting right tackle for the Kansas city chiefs for the past couple seasons after Mitchell Schwartz stepped away. He goes to Washington, but Eric the is now the play caller there. And Eric the is going to run the same system. Presumably that he ran helped Andy Reed run in Kansas city. So, uh, Andrew Wiley is very much a, a safe projection in my mind from that perspective because he, you know, Joe, for you talking about Jimmy Ward and buy-in and players who are familiar with what you're going to be charged with doing, Wiley is that for Washington in the midst of Washington trying to uh, keep pace in the NFC East with three other playoff teams and Washington being the lone non-playoff team and not having a losing record last year, like, it's kind of a bummer, right? You feel like you're close. Well, you go out, you get a quality starting tackle in, in Wiley, who's been very good in that chief system for $8 million per. For $8 million per? I mean, you're getting an a, a adequate level starter at worst, at right tackle, for that financial dollar amount when the cap was 25 that was set by Tunsil, and you saw Jawan Taylor, who had played right tackle previously, get 20. So I... There's a number of position groups that I was really surprised by the markets, and we're going to get into a couple more of them. I'm not just going to pick five tackles here, but those were two tackles for me who I thought were very evident as really good values for the relative to the quality of the player that you were getting, and both of them staying in the same system. Andrew Wiley's played a lot of meaningful football over the last several seasons in Kansas City, and you just forget about him over there at right tackle, right? I mean, it's just the best, it's the, it's the best thing to be as an offensive lineman. Just doing his job over there, and he goes with the enemy to Washington. That's going to be fun to see how that plays out. I think that's going to give them some flexibility with some of their other guys, especially Sam Cosme, to potentially kick inside or be versatile with him and get your best five on the field. Well, we got our top three here coming up in just a moment, but first I need to tell you about FanDuel. The NCAA tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. I personally don't think there's a better place to place your bets than over at FanDuel. Plus, I love this. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, 
an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Okay, Joseph. Top three apiece. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Yeah. How many AFC East players are in your top three? Zero. All three of my players are from the same division. I just realized that. Okay. I don't know how much overlap we're going to have, my guy. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. If we come to a completely different group yeah. of top fives, yeah. and I'll, I'll say this, the two guys that you had were honorable mentions for me. If I didn't have them. So. Great. Uh, uh, how many of yours are over $5 million annual average? All of them. Okay. I was sitting here worrying you were just going to rip off bargain bin signings and like not. Well, that's, that's kind of the thing here. Yes, right? but th- there's more to defining value than just $3 million deals. We'll, we'll get into it because I got a couple. So go ahead. Number three for you. Number three for me, and this is going to tell you, I said what division, they're all in the same division, so this is going to tip away some of that. Interior offensive lineman Isaac Siamalu, three years, $24 million with the Pittsburgh Steelers, widely regarded as the top interior offensive lineman available. And I think this is a great value, $8 million a season, especially when you compare it to like what Ben Powers got. And 13, what Nate Davis got? Like, 10. this is a much more accomplished player in the NFL. And I think about not only the caliber of player that Pittsburgh is getting, but the need for this type of player. Obviously, that offensive line has been a bit underwhelming. A lot of young pieces that they're trying to work together here. Obviously, a veteran like Siamalu, who's been on some really good offensive lines and played next to some really good players. I think he'll be an asset to Pittsburgh from an offensive line perspective. But think about what that means to Kenny Pickett in year two and Najee Harris, another high asset piece that you've invested a lot in that you want to maximize their output. And so I think this just makes sense on so many levels, great value for Pittsburgh. It's going to help your young quarterback and it's going to help really bring this offensive line together. I think the most interesting thing about Siamalu is he's going from probably the fifth best player on that Eagles line to maybe the best player on the Steelers line. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's going to be really fascinating to see what that acclimation looks like for him. But I agree with you. It's a, it's a great value signing, especially compared to Ben Powers. And it makes me wonder what, what Dalton Risner is going to get on the market. Right. As we sit Still here waiting for that there. signing. You know, is, is that, if that's going to come in under eight, that'll really tell you what Denver thought of Dalton Risner, the fact that they went out and signed Ben Powers to 13. Yeah. Uh, number three for me, repping the squad, David Long, linebacker, Miami Dolphins, two years, $11 million per, the ret- reported terms of that deal. And uh, David Long has had some hamstring issues over the course of the past two seasons. He's, he's missed about a month wor- month's worth of games in each of the last two years. Perhaps that was part of the reason why. But well, uh, if you would have told me he would have got 2x the value, based on his caliber of play, especially this past season, how impactful he was as a three-down linebacker when Roquan Smith is getting 20 and Tremaine Edmonds is getting 18. And you see the value of David Long as, as an impactful starter for the last two seasons as a slasher type who can play on third downs and, and be, in fact, impactful in the passing game. I think that's one of the blessings of uh, his experience at West Virginia with that 3-3-5 stack defense that they played was – 
his passing down skill set. And then you think about a guy like Diane Henley in this year's NFL draft and, and start to project that forward as a similar body type. And you can get really see this as a, a good case scenario for a player in this year's draft out of Washington State. But um, for five and a half per, I mean, that that's still $2 million less than Jermaine Pratt got. It's a million dollars less than DJ Edwards got. I would have guessed Long would have got more than all of those guys. You know, I, I would have guessed he probably would have checked in at 11, 11, 12 per season. And Miami gets him for two years, so it's not even a one-year deal. Two years for five and a half per on the average. So obviously needs to stay healthy and, and do what needs to be taken care of. But Miami's getting an impact player on the second level for that Vic Fangio defense that they, they have not had an impactful passing down linebacker to play in coverage since probably Carlos Dansby. So huge addition for the Dolphins and a great value. Another one of my honorable mentions, David Long, with the Dolphins. I like that pickup. Um, and I, I thought got he two would... more on your honorable mentions because yeah, we're not going to have any overlap whatsoever here. Which you you can confirm because you know I your list. Confirm. You know what division my players confirm. are in. Um, I thought about David Long. He, I mean, if he got ten per, I mean, I thought that was kind of where I was expecting him to right. come in. We expected him to get the Okereke contract. Right. That's a really good player to invoke there. And yeah. I, I certainly think you can say David Long's had far more high level moments than, than Bobby O'Karakey. Um, probably more projection based there for Bobby than reality of what David Long has proven. So I think that was a great addition for Miami, who defensively, man, should be really good this year. Be really fun. good. Yeah. A couple good linebackers there in Baker and Long. Uh, number two for me, another interior offensive lineman, Ethan Pochick. Three years, $18 million. You know, Kyle, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's a story here. There's a story here. You do it quick. You can say it quick. Um, uh, well, you know, you're a better storyteller. No, me. come on. Go ahead. All right. So what was whatever senior bowl this was? Was it 17? Maybe, maybe six. Yeah, something 16, like 16, 17? Whatever year Ethan came out. Yeah, we were doing <laughs> interviews with players. And this was my first one, right? My first player Dude, that I first interviewed. interview. Yep, you had those suspenders on. You, you dressed Brother, to the nines. Yeah, what in the world was going on there? Come a long way. I don't even wear nine. I had that orange joggers. sweater on, brother. <laughs> it wasn't any better than you. Jeez, man, I hate to look back at those pictures, but sometimes I do. Uh, so I'm interviewing this man, and he's he's not small. I mean, what is guy like six six three thirty something like that? Big guy. Just wanted to get his name right, so I. Did the kind thing, and before I started the interview, I clarified how to say his name, and he told me, and I confirmed it, and I started the interview, and I said it exactly the opposite of what he told <laughs> me to say. So, um, me and me and Ethan Pochick go back a long ways. We sure do. I that wonder if he remembers that. If anyone sees him, uh, hit me outstanding. up. Outstanding. Outstanding is the caliber of player he's turned right. into for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, kind of. Gradually got there with Seattle, then the one-year deal with Cleveland, and he played really, really well. I thought he was a top performer. I think probably the dynamics of that offensive line and the players he was next to really helped him take that big-time step. But we talk about three years, $18 million. Kyle, he's the 24th highest-paid center mm. in the NFL. Wow. 24th highest-paid center. I think that's an absolute value. Uh, Bradley Bozeman with the Carolina Panthers signed the same deal. I take Pochick all day long over Bozeman. And so I think when you look at it through the lens of, wow, this guy's an ascending player that had a great year for you last year, and you got him back as a 24th highest paid player at his position. He's still young. I like it. 
Okay, Joe, you won't do it, so I will. Um, before I'm accused of being a homer for picking David Long. Safety Jordan Poyer with the Buffalo Bills is number two on my list. Correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. This was a two-year, $12.5 million deal. Yeah. For all pro Poe. And the Bills, you get Micah Hyde coming back off an injury. You lose Tremaine Edmonds in free agency. You get a chance to bring back Poyer in this safety market for six and a quarter per. I understand he's an older player. I understand he played through some injuries last year, but the caliber of player that he's been in that system, for the Bills to get him back at that dollar amount as a player who, I mean, in the same sense of David Long, would you would you have batted an eye if you heard that Poyer got 12 per instead of 12 across two years? And that's kind of expecting him to, to be honest with you. Right. So that for me is as I'm identifying value, it's not necessarily the most economic choices. It's more expectation for market versus the market that they actually got and what teams got them for. That's been the, the very big commanding theme across my top four. Um, and that'll change a little bit with number one when we get to number one. But I, I did want to give the Bills... Uh, their flowers for obviously incurring some personnel changes defensively and, and having Micah Hyde come back from injury and, and avoiding losing Jordan Poyer in the midst of all of that too, uh, I, I think is is a nice win for that Bills defense in the midst of some flux for them defensively this offseason. Yeah, losing Edmonds and Poyer would have been tough. Unfortunately, that doesn't have to be the case. It was widely understood that Poyer was looking for the Harrison Smith deal, which was four years, $64 million. Before exact- Harrison Smith reworked it? With the no, Vikings yeah, this offseason or beforehand? That beforehand. So that's that was a joke. Oh, yeah, 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 joke. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Sorry, right over my head. <laughs> uh, four years, sixty-four million was what Harrison Smith got entering his age thirty-two season, like at the exact same point as Jordan Poyer. And you know whether it was kind of sitting out all the voluntary stuff over the summer, uh, being open with his desire for a new deal and wanting to be paid like his performance has indicated hiring drew Rosenhaus for the bills to come out of this being patient and getting him for two years, 12 and a half. Just, I'm very, very surprised. Um, honorable, honorable mention for Joe Marino. Oh, you, yeah, for sure. Four for four on your honorable mentions Let's go. Um, Great. so far for me. So we're eating that up pretty quickly. Uh, number one, here it is for me comes full circle. Kyle linebacker, Jermaine Pratt with the Cincinnati Bengals three years, $21 million. I expected him to get well into the 10 per range. And Jermaine Pratt, as a player they drafted out of North Carolina State, who converted from safety while he was at NC State. And I thought there was an ascension there with the Wolfpack that continued with Cincinnati. Obviously, had his best season this past year. Uh, he's been a dependable player for them. Really fits the type of defense that they like to run and gives them a really athletic, big-bodied dude to go with Logan Wilson in the middle of that defense. I, I just expected him to get a lot more. And um, when you listen to him talk, it sounds like maybe there was more out there for him, but he really valued loyalty. And uh, I think this really worked out for Cincy and, and winds up being a good fit for them to roll with moving forward amid some really expensive contracts that are coming for the Bengals. All right, Joseph. So we have to do... My number one. Do you have any guesses on who my number one player is as I openly acknowledge that there is no overlap whatsoever between our lists? 
My top guess is Rashad Penny, but I feel like your response to what I said about Deonta Foreman is going to move you off of Rashad Penny. It is not Rashad Penny, but that is a good guess because he is on my honorable mentions list. Can I have one more guess? Yeah, feel free. Daniel Brunskill, two years, five and a half million with the Titans. Nope. No, All right. unfortunately not. Uh, it is Geno Smith, quarterback, Seattle Seahawks. Because I sat here and I watched David Carr, Derek Carr, get what Derek Carr got. I sat here and watched Daniel Jones get what Daniel Jones got. And I'm looking at Geno Smith, who was probably better than both of them last year, get $15 million less per season. That, by definition, never mind the fact that there's the flexibility for them to get out after the the first year of the contract with minimal guaranteed money that you would be left on the hook for, that, by definition, is the exact standard of value. Because what else can you do with $15 million per, per season against the cap? You could do a whole lot with $15 million against the cap. And when Daniel Jones is taken up, what Daniel Jones is taken, when Derek, Derek Carr is taken, what Derek Carr is taken, I'm getting a almost a 50% discount, 40% discount. It's a definition of value for quality of the player. Now you're making me feel bad. I didn't have Geno Smith down on my honorable mention list. Oh, I whiffed. We, we got here to the end. And oh. You just saw 25 and got scared. So that's not a good value. It's a big contract. Within the context of quarterbacks, I, I absolutely see your point. And, and especially how the deal structured where, I mean, we celebrated this at the end of last week where I thought it was important for them to not overcommit to Geno, and I think that they yeah. accomplished that. So nicely done there by John Schneider on that contract for Geno Smith. Speaking of nicely done, mm. built bars, Kyle, these things are the best protein bars just... on the planet. And right now the built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's the time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. I'll be voting for the brownie batter puffs. I promise you that. And if you want your favorite bar or puff to win, then you got to head on over to BuiltMarchMadness.com. And here's something pretty fun. When you vote, you're going to be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Lockdown listeners will get a free box of Built. And not only that, but one lucky Lockdown fan will get a 12-month subscription to built to have built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door you got to try these out best protein bars ever they're amazing they're delicious so many great flavors covered in 100 real chocolate and they're healthy for you so run to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorites and pick up a box while you're there you can vote every single day in march so hop in and support your pick I wish you could fully appreciate what I just did as I muted myself to to be make sure I pounded my keyboard and you didn't hear it. The ticker text at the bottom That's right like now says Bill Bar Rocks My there's Socks. A heart. Bill Bar Rocks My Socks with wow. a heart sign. I phrase it as the, the life hack. Love life for our ha- sponsors. The life hack you didn't know you needed, Bill Bar. It's fair. Think about that. I mean, I, I had one earlier right here. There it is. Hold it up. Hold it up. Be proud. White white chocolate cookies and cream. Amazing. It's a limited time flavor. I get the text alerts, man, when these things come through. Yeah. Got to get them. Okay. So um, work on my – do my best Chris Schubert inter- interpretation here. Float around, produce this thing while we do the show. Just turn the ticker back off. Um, summarize your top five real quick. Give me give us the rundown. Yeah, number five, Deonta Foreman with the Bears – Number four, Jimmy Ward with the Texans. 
Number three, Isaac Ciamalu with the Steelers. Number two, Ethan Pochick with the Browns. And number one, Jermaine Pratt with the Bengals. Number five for me was offensive tackle Kayla McGarry with the Atlanta Falcons. Number four, offensive tackle Andrew Wiley with the Washington Commanders. Number three, linebacker David Long Jr. with the Miami Dolphins. Number two, safety Jordan Poyer, Buffalo Bills. Number one, quarterback Geno Smith, Seattle Seahawks. Honorable mention time. So did did my guys make your honorable mention list or no? Wow. A lot of good value in free agency. Yeah, I think that speaks to speaks to the the crop of players as well, where, where maybe the star power wasn't there at so many different positions, but there's always going to be value in bargains. And, and we went through this thoroughly and came up with a lot of different names, whether it was in our actual top fives or in our honorable mentions. And that's kind of where we're transitioning now is to that honorable bench. Can I list. put a name out there? Sure. I think you're going to have this guy on your list. John Kaminsky. Oh, yeah. He's yes. on the list. He's on the list. Two years Guys have being dudes, Joe. I love it. Um, he was awesome last year, man. Awesome. He's gr- great story, developmental type player, and has really come into his own. Uh, Rashad Penny, who you mentioned earlier, is also on my honorable mentions of five. I think the Eagles got a better player than Miles Sanders for like a quarter of the cost. Now, there's a significant durability question here, but yeah. Rashad Penny, when he's touched the ball the last two seasons, has been phenomenally productive. Yeah. Uh, I, I, when I guessed Daniel Brunskill, two years, five and a half million with the Titans, I, I – It's because he was on yours. Yeah, he was on my honorable mention list. I mean, this guy started a lot of games for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not signing – two years, five and a half. It's not like you're expecting him to be this impact starter for you. But for Tennessee, who's like very much – resetting in so many ways but heck there's still a season to play this is the type of guy that i think can lock down one of your guard spots and that offensive line was in shambles last year a lot of versatility there right so the versatility is huge there uh aziz al shahir keeping it at tennessee was on my list uh going with rain carthon from san francisco to tennessee uh that that's effectively their replacement for david long you would assume he got five million per um kind of sneaky good player and obviously just kind of buried behind Drake Greenlaw and Fred Warner, but he's had some opportunities to play. And I I think that's a really good value, especially in this linebacker market where for uh, so what some of the other guys got, I think there's an upside in projection there where I think Carthon's going to know exactly what he's getting in that player, and they're, they're going to turn him into a much more productive football player. So Al Shahir was, was kind of my projection-based acknowledgement on my list. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Tano Passignon is on my good list. Call. Another Coming player back we've interviewed at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, and another name that's hard to pronounce, but for some reason, uh, that one I can still do. Um, two years, $5 million with the Saints. And, man, I got to be honest, like, I thought maybe he would have more of a market. He didn't even, like, get to the tampering period, if I'm not mistaken. He re-signed pretty early, which credits to New Orleans for finding that value, especially with a defensive line that's going to be in flux a little bit. David anyamet has gone. Marcus Davenport's gone. Of course, they lost Trey Anderson a couple of years ago. Passignon's gained some playing time. We knew that he was going to take some time, raw toolsy player coming out, start his career with the Chiefs, and it's really kind of come together with him with the Saints. And so I think, again, ascending player, really toolsy, you know what you're getting, two years, five million, I think was an absolute steal for the Saints. How about Big Bob Tunyon on my list? Signing with Chicago for $2.65 two per is on my list as well. I think, you know, Chicago and, and Cole Komet and now having Robert Tunyon as a, a complimentary piece there as they build out the receiving group there for Chicago and Justin Fields, I think that's just an outstanding value for a guy who's been super productive and the Bears know him well because 
He's played against him a bunch in Green Bay. Julian Love is on my list with the uh, Seahawks safety, two years, 12 million. A lot of people thought that he would get more than that. Um, had a good year with the Giants. Some people were surprised that he even left the Giants defense, but I really like what's happening here with Seattle and their safeties with, you know, Ryan Neal. And I think he's a restricted free agent. I'm not sure if that's resolved yet, but, you know, Jamal Adams kind of being a guy coming off of injury, you want to make sure he's ready to go, but also wanting to tap into the versatility that he offers and playing him more lower and down in the box. I think having a guy like Julian Love enables you to maximize that versatility. Uh, I have Von Bell on my list. I know safety we, we've exhausted. We've mentioned Jimmy Ward. We've mentioned Jordan Poyer, but Von Bell for the, the caliber player that he is at seven and a half per while, while not cheap. Um, I think him complimenting Jeremy Chin in that Panthers defense is, is really fun. Um, I just got a big man crush on Von Bell and, and I would not have been phased if he got 10 million per. So for him to, to come in at seven and a quarter is, is I think another good value as well. I want to shout out a low risk, high reward signing that I think will be overlooked. And maybe some people will think I'm crazy for mentioning this, but I'm excited about Cleveland Furl going to the San Francisco 49ers one year, $2 million deal. It was a big surprise when he was picked as high as he was by the Raiders in the draft, but it's not his fault. And he's a talented player that's gifted. That's had moments. And I think separating himself from that situation, going to a defensive line that has mm -hmm. Bosa, Hargrave, Armstead, it's going to be a nice opportunity for him to perhaps really take a step. And I'm not promising that he's going to fulfill the promise of being a top-five pick, but can he be a meaningful piece of that rotation? Yes, and if that winds up being true, one year, $2 million is an absolute steal. Well worth it. Go ahead. Give us the rest of your list. I had Morgan Fox down. Uh, with the Chargers, two years, $7.2 million. I think the way they play defense, he really fits well. He's been an underrated player in the league for a while. And the last player that I haven't mentioned that I will is uh, Agbanya Karanku, three years, $19 million with the Browns. Ascending young player, signed for less than what Demarcus Walker got. I feel like that was good value for Cleveland, who needed to invest in that defensive line. And I think between him and Dalvin Tomlinson, they really helped answer a lot of their questions. I got one more because okay. I, ju I just saw the terms of the deal that came through. Drew Tranquil signed one for five. Yeah. Injury is the only question there, right? Well, it's the same thing with David Long. Yeah. Right? So the, the one for five in Kansas City to go with Chennault, Willie Gay, and Nick Bolton is a heck of a linebacker room for the Kansas City Chiefs. And as we've seen, some of the best defenses in the NFL, one of the common themes that they have is linebackers who can play all three downs, and Tranquil mm -hmm. can well, he's played in, in the Fangio-esque systems with Brandon Staley, and he's used to playing in light box counts and yet still being able to make an impact on passing downs as both a, a pass rusher. I think he had five sacks last year and in coverage. Uh, and that's it, it's who he was at Notre Dame, right? Former safety, converted yep. to linebacker. This really fun story. One year, five for him as a – I think he's probably a more even keel player than – is that a take? Is that a hot take? True Tranquil is the most well-rounded linebacker on the Chiefs roster. Well-rounded, not the most impactful. I know yeah. that Bolton's a, a more of a sledgehammer hitter. Willie Gay's long and rangy. Should all we think can do everything because he can jump onto a double-decker bus from the from the ground in the Super Bowl parade. 
well-rounded I'll buy in. I'll go with that. Yeah. I'm wondering how this is going to fit together, though. Right. Like, who's playing what snaps and when and how many, and it's really interesting to me. Guess we'll find out. Maybe, maybe that's a future Locked On NFL scouting show is talk about the Chiefs linebackers and how all those pieces could fit together. I don't know. Kind of stuff we're going to do here. Guess everybody's going to have to hit subscribe and follow along for the ride and find out. It's Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, the Locked On NFL scouting podcast with the dudes. Uh, you can find Locked On NFL Scouting and all of the, your Locked On podcasts on YouTube or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Your team every day. As far as this show goes, it's your team's every day. This is a show for the people committed to NFL team building. We appreciate you guys coming along for the ride, being a part of this journey with us. We've had a blast so far in our first week. We hope you will come back and see us again soon. Make it a great rest of your Tuesday. Peace.